Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever, whenever you're listening to this. My name is Spencer O'Leary and welcome back to another episode of the Thinking Out Loud Sports Podcast. The sports podcast that looks into the biggest stories surrounding the sporting world. And welcome to episode 11. Episode 11, this is more sort of a part three really to the four part sort of mini series within this podcast. uh, Between episodes 9 to 12 uh, surrounding the Formula 1 British Grand Prix as a perspective of a fan who was lucky enough to attend. Um... If you haven't listened to the previous two episodes, episode 9 and episode 10, um, please go check that out uh, as you'll understand a bit more of the context surrounding uh, the Grand Prix weekend. They look at Thursday and Friday's action um, and this episode, episode 11, will be around Saturday action. So the sprint races for the feeder series as well as qualifying for the main Formula 1 race. Um, but it's not just that, you had uh, other events happening such as Bastille performing live, Spitfires, uh, flyovers from the RAF, um, and the typical British weather playing up. Uh, it certainly did on Saturday and caused a, uh, caused a lot of chaos. We'll get into that a little, in a little bit shortly, but you know we'll start start in the early early morning, eight a.m. Gates open. Um, <laughs> we did not attend at eight a.m. We were not up in time for the Formula Three sprint race, which was the first event on track at just gone eight o'clock in the morning. Um, fair play to the people that did because the Friday's action was enough to tie you out for a week, put it that way. Um, I could have slept for the whole of England. Um, but you had to get, you had to get up, you have to get going because the action doesn't wait for you. You've got to go and get, uh, seek the action yourself. The Formula, uh, Formula 3 sprint race took place, um, yeah, as I say, around 8am, 8.30am. And I'm really actually disappointed that we didn't actually go and watch it because looking back on it, um, re-watching it after the event had actually happened, the race was actually very good. Um, as is, as is to be fair, every race within the Formula 3 and Formula 2 championships, simply because the drivers have nothing to lose. It was Hadjur who took the win at Silverstone in the sprint race on Saturday morning. So congratulations to him. But all the drivers have nothing to lose. They have everything to gain, but nothing to lose. It's They're in the pathway towards Formula 1. And they've got to put themselves in the shop window right at the front, you know, to say, teams, pick me. I'm the future of Formula One. Look at me. And all the cars are relatively, well, they're very equal bar slight setup changes depending on the driver. But um, all the cars are very equal. And the drivers, as I say, just have nothing to lose. So there's a lot better racing. There's not there's not a lot riding on the line. There's nothing to lose as such um, for the driver. So there was overtaking everywhere into corners that you know you thought can't really you know you can't really overtake anymore such as cops or beckett's um those kind of high speed corners where usually it's very single file but these formula three cars whilst they're a little bit smaller as well and a little bit less powerful in comparison to formula two and formula one cars they're able to get away with running side by side and uh, through these corners that normally you wouldn't see so the race is absolutely fascinating kept you on the edge of the edge of your seat especially um whilst re-watching it at least um and i'm i'm sure the it would have been brilliant a great morning's entertainment um to actually go and watch that we arrived uh, in time for the formula one free practice three session the final practice session of the week uh, the weekend before the main events of qualifying and then the race on sunday in fp3 the high risk of rain uh, did not actually uh, come to fruition and did not appear there so there was no rain so the, the drivers all managed to get their sort of their their race strategies um, completed in time. They couldn't focus on qualifying because qualifying had a very, very high uh, chance of rain 
as we shall get into a little bit later on in the episode. But there was no rain during uh, free practice three, and Max Verstappen and the Red Bulls took an easy one-two um, and looked absolutely dominant over the rest of the field. Um, Mercedes looked um, better, a lot better than what they had in previous races. Uh, their car looked a lot uh, more stable and they were able to run, uh, run their programs very well and with some good pace. Lewis Hamilton showing good pace as well as George Russell, the British pair for the German team uh, at Silverstone. Uh, Carlos Sainz and his Ferrari looked quick. The two Ferraris still looked quick. And for the first time this season, it looked likely that there could be a genuine on pace, on raw pace alone, six way fight for pole position and potentially for the win on Sunday, which got the crowd very, very excited indeed. And it, it you know, it made for a fabulous preview um, to see all the times and how each driver was setting up. It could be um, Mercedes improvement could just be down to the track specifics. Silverstone uh, not too long ago had a resurfacing, so the track was very smooth, which plays into their hands. But still, it's always nice to see. Following free practice three, um, not many dramas as such. That kind of sailed through the teams, but their programs done. It was nice to see the cars going around again. Um, the cars look fantastic. You know, the liveries, the, the different colours that they that they um, produce and demonstrate. The designs are, are very, very nice on the eye. Um, which helps for everything, including merchandise sales. Um, then following free practice three, there was an RAF Spitfire display around the track. Um, to be honest, I, I, was not, I wasn't going to say disappointed with it, um, but I couldn't see from where we were at Vale, it was difficult to actually see um, the Spitfires around because they were actually at the other side of the track. Um, so if you go for the Spitfire display, if you go to Silverstone for the Spitfire display, I'm not sure why you would, because uh, it's a lot more expensive than a normal air display. But still, if you want to see the Spitfire display, do not head um, around Vale and Club towards the end of the lap. Head towards the other side where Luffield is and all through the middle sector where the fan zone is and you'll get a great view there. Following that, the W Series race, the Women's Series race uh, took place. The Women's Series only have one race throughout the weekend and it's held on a Saturday, which got me thinking, you know, why is the female race, the women's race held on a Saturday and not on a Sunday? And I thought about it and I thought, well, the Formula 3 and the Formula 2 events also happen on a Saturday, happen on a Saturday which would make sense, all the feeder races on the Saturday, on the Saturday and then the main Formula 1 event on the Sunday. But then the Formula 3 uh, Championship and the Formula 2 Championship both have two races, one on a Saturday and then one feature race, one longer race on a Sunday. So why is the W Series race only on a Saturday? Is the W Series no longer sort of part of the Formula 1 circus? Is it a completely separate championship now? You know, people are describing the W Series as an, an, another way in to Formula 1, as, um, well, obviously for female drivers. But why? It almost feels like the W Series is then demoted in comparison to the Formula 3, Formula 2, and even the Paul Super Cup race, which happens on the Sunday uh, before the Grand Prix actually occurs. So to me, that looks like the W Series is seen as a lesser event in comparison to the others. Um, you know, let, let me know what you think on that. that. I've just thought of that. That's an interesting sort of debate. Should the W Series race be on a Sunday as well, like the Porsche races are? 
or should there be two W Series races? Um, one sprint race, like there is in the other series, where it's shorter on a Saturday, and then a slightly long feature race on the Sunday. Just, just a, just a sort of a query and a and a debate there that could be held. Uh, following the W Series race, a race where Jamie Chadwick stormed away from the rest of the field, um, and took took a dominant win really in a home race. Uh, to the top step of the podium, it was Formula One qualifying time in the wet. The rain came, you know, sort of 10 minutes before before qualifying started. And by the time qualifying had started, it was definitely way too wet for slick tyres. Intermediates were the go-to tyre for the whole of the whole duration of qualifying. And yeah, it, 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 it absolutely soaked, uh, soaked us. We only had general admission tickets for the Saturday, you see, so we had to settle for the sand and the grass banks of Silverstone with no cover bar our hoods and our umbrellas. Um, and if rain, a little tip for anybody thinking of going, especially with a general admission ticket, is that if you are, if wet, uh, rain is predicted for the weekend, take obviously take your umbrellas and your, your little ponchos and your hoods and your jackets, etc., etc but you want to be at the front. You do not want to be at the back because what we found was we were we were very much towards the front and we were only behind two or three people. But as soon as the, the brollies go up, the umbrellas go up, your your field of vision, you know, your view is, is extremely limited at that point. You're then peering underneath and around and above all the umbrellas, which is very hard to do considering there's probably hundreds, maybe thousands of people, you know, in the space of a quarter of a mile with you you know there's there's umbrellas going up everywhere and then if you're not at the front you're barely going to see anything luckily we were at the front so we were able to watch qualifying from the veil chicane and we were we were treated to uh, drivers and cars sliding out the the uh, veil chicane and drifting round the right hand of the chicane and uh to watch the from the uh, behind the cars it really was uh, evident how hard the drivers actually have to work to keep the car on the track um, and to stop it spinning which is something that Max Verstappen couldn't do um, within his runs in qualifying he uh, went off at the came where we were not onto the gravel as such but just went a little bit deep into the corner which ruined one of his laps and then a different lap as well he actually spun a full 360 coming out of uh, Stowe Corner uh, a very fast right-hander um, well over 100 miles an hour and he spun the car within a 360. He managed to catch it and still put his car onto the front row of the grid. Um, it, was, it wasn't enough, though. It wasn't enough to out-qualify Carlos Sainz, who took his uh, pole position, first-ever pole position in his 150th Grand Prix at the Silverstone Circuit. He was delighted with it. He was a, he's a bit of a fan's favourite, is Carlos Sainz. He's known as a sort of a Mr. Nice Guy. He, he's really known as the Smooth Operator, is his nickname. Um... And he was a very smooth operator on qualifying day on the Saturday. Um, the home, the home favourites, uh, George Russell, Lewis Hamilton, and Lando Norris, all having uh, decent qualifying sessions. Mercedes weren't as fast in the rain as they uh, looked on paper against the Ferraris and the Rebels in the dry. Hamilton had to settle uh, for fifth, third row of the grid, uh, and Russell a bit further behind on the fourth row of the grid with Lando Norris within. And around the top 10 as well following that came the formula 2 sprint race also in the wet where jack Dewan took a took a very 
good win for him indeed. Again, very similar. Although it was raining, it limited sort of overtaking opportunities just because of the added pressure and the added danger to it. Um, but still, excellent racing throughout. There was always there was always the threat of you know incidents. There was always a threat of going side by side. There was always action on track. You know, all car. There wasn't necessarily a a massive diff, uh, distance in between um, each car, which would have made for an extremely boring race. But um, the problem was was that due to the due to the weather, <coughs> excuse me, due to the weather, there was a sort the, the the cars kick off massive amounts of spray as they as their intermediate and wet tires you know uh, flick up all this water off the surface to create a dry line. And the spray that comes off really impedes the driver's vision and they can no longer see um, almost the car ahead, two cars ahead and where the gaps are, which makes it much, much harder to overtake on a wet um, and a damp track. Um, so there was a bit of a there was a bit of a train forming within the Formula 2 sprint race. So it wasn't the, the greatest race in the world to end the racing, uh, the racing action for Saturday. But the sprint race on Sunday, uh, sorry, the feature race on Sunday for the Formula 2 series was excellent. And we'll get onto that within the next episode. That was it for all the racing as such. Um, that was all for the races on Saturday. There was a qualifying session for the Porsche Super Cup um, championship as well. Um, we had left by this point um, and looked around the fan zone uh, doing what, uh, what was in the fan zone. Um, and then... Uh, that that they, they would have their race on Sunday morning as well, just the, the final race before the Formula One action, uh, Formula One actual race began as well. So that we'll get onto that within the next episode as well. That wasn't the end of the action um, around for the fans at Silverstone. Obviously, all the bars are open still um, until sort of a 10, 11 o'clock at night. All the stalls are open still. Um, the, the mega stores all open and Bastille were headlining and performing on the main stage as well they had an hour set and i didn't turn up to this because um as we'll get on to in uh, the next episode <coughs> uh we i had to go to sleep very early um around nine half past nine um just because of the fact that on sunday the queues to get into silverstone are mega the barriers open at 6 30 um 7 a.m and you have to queue if you want to get to the place where you want to go to you have to queue from about four in the morning which means a sort of um 4 a.m wake up quarter to four um wake up so you can walk to the track alone just to queue up for a couple of hours before you can even gain entry <coughs> excuse me into silverstone but that's for that's for the next episode so bastille were there According to sources, um, by sources I mean people I've spoken to about uh, Bastille and Twitter, um, Bastille were amazing apparently, and uh, it's 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 very good that Silverstone put on these events. You know, it's not all about just the racing. It's uh, there's a lot more to the weekend when you have artists such as Bastille and Mabel come down and uh, and Sam Ryder come down and all. Uh, perform live as well it really adds the festival atmosphere to the formula one weekend so that's that's just saturday that's just saturday for the british grand prix um next up is sunday the main event race day 
and there's there's a lot to talk about in race day that that will be a very good episode so stick around for that that will be out soon um as i said if you haven't listened to the other episodes um go back and have a have a listen onto the other days as well as all the other episodes on differing subjects that's all for this episode thank you very much for listening and i shall see you in the next one until next time goodbye